0: And welcome back, can you believe it, folks, to the tralour blazours We're back.
1: Yeah, we got a new voice actor to play Ben, so he sounds a little different.
0: Yeah,
2: but it's a pretty good impression. You gotta say. It's, it's almost spot on.
1: You sound like Three Dog from Fallout 3. <laughs>
2: yeah, you find me post-sore uh, throat or something.
0: My throat's sore. Had a sore throat for a month and a half, and this is not an acoustic environment that's suitable to request this from me.
2: And uh, I was I
0: didn't have a vote. We were gonna record last night. I couldn't do. It. I was like, can't do- I can't do. It, I can not do it, I That guy ain't got it within me.
1: Well, it's uh, Saturday now. For the untrained ear, uh, who can't who can't know when we record these things, I guess. But you can't know. Yeah. So when you
2: when you're listening to this, it's gonna be All Hallows Eve, Halloween.
1: That's right. This is the Halloween episode.
2: Welcome to the
0: spooky, sca- spooky, scary.
1: Werewolf by Mitzvah. <laughs> I should so, be wearing that T-shirt. I, I'm not though.
2: Uh, you should have been. Yeah, I know. Uh, let's talk about Halloween candy. Everybody loves Halloween candy, except for fitness fitness freaks.
1: Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that candy.
2: I only like chocolate candy if it's not chocolate i don't it's not worth the calories to me.
1: I pretty much agree with that, except I do like those little fruity uh it's like the Tootsie roll things but they're like the fruit ones. those are kinda good too.
2: mm okay. I'm not familiar since I haven't paid attention to non chocolate candy for over two decades
1: that's that's a long time.
2: If I'm going to steal stuff from my kids, you know, the dad tax, um, yeah. it's going to be York peppermint patties and anything with coconut in it because they don't like that.
1: Oh, uh, well, Samoas are my favorite Girl Scout cookies.
2: Samoas are the bomb, dude. Agreed. That's right, dude. Uh, if What kind of Halloween candy do you folks out there? Is anybody still listening to this?
1: Oh, yeah. The people will be back.
2: They will be. They'll see it pop up in their, in their feed and be like, oh, wow.
1: All the people that follow the Instagram will be back at least. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well,
2: okay, so we've we've ta- obviously we've taken a very long hiatus here. The longest we've ever taken.
1: Yeah. And, uh, it started with DragonCon and yeah. then uh we extended it to when I, I got back from Scotland because I had to do a lot of work on my presentation for Scotland before Scotland. And which I was say- at.
2: Yeah, and you were at but I will say before you left, that, that space between Dragon Con and you leaving for Scotland, you were a very stressed Nick. A very stretched thin Nick it felt
1: like. It yeah, that's true. I was working on a lot of things, uh, at once. And I like to work on one thing at once and do good at that one thing, not work at a little bit at everything. So Yeah. But I I got all that stuff done and uh Scotland was great. I'll just do a A little brief run-through of my time in Scotland. uh, Yeah. I know there are some people who want to know. If you don't want to know, you can use the show notes timestamps to skip it.
2: That's exactly right. How convenient.
1: So I got there. I I flew British Airways from Chicago. So I I drove to a friend of the show, Steph's house, and they took me to the airport. And I left my car at their house for the week. So I get there, and then they delay my flight to London. Because I had to go to London and then to Glasgow. I was in Chicago, and they delayed my flight. Uh, So I had to sit in O'Hare for eight hours. And then my flight left very late. And then it overtook the arrival time of my connection. So they rescheduled my connection. So I I, I sat for eight hours in O'Hare. I flew for eight hours to London. Then I sat in Heathrow in London for eight hours. (laughs) And then I flew to Glasgow. Jeez. So I... I got to Glasgow at like 9 p.m. I took the bus to the city uh, to this stop that was just a couple blocks from my hotel. And I got out and I'm looking around because I'm looking for Argyle Street. And I couldn't find it because I don't see a single street sign anywhere. And I'm like, how do people in Scotland know what street there is? It's on the buildings. The street signs are on the buildings. I did not know this. Uh, and I wasn't looking up there and I had been awake for 30 hours. Ugh. So I'm wa- wandering down a random street, which I'm like, I think this is Argyll because I could see the Clyde River and I, I had obsessively looked at maps before I got there. So I was sort of familiar with where I was, but then this happy Scottish guy's bounding down the lane. He's like walking with his hands in his pocket, whistling to himself. And I went, Hey, Hey, bud. Dumb American, please tell me where I am. How do you know what street you're on? And he, he, he comes up and he's like, he's like, oh, well, the street signs are on the buildings. And then he's like, he's like, are you looking for a hotel? And I was like, uh, yeah, the Marriott. And he's like, I'm staying there myself. And he's like, just keep going this way. He goes, it looks a bit rubbish, uh, but there's a hotel right past there. So I went over there and found it and I checked in and I got a sandwich and then. The girl I bought the sandwich from at the hotel, she was like, "Well, if you want to put put a tip, uh, you can do that now." And I said, "I don't know anything about pounds. Can you tell me what's a good tip that you would get that you would be happy with?" And she, she got kind of embarrassed and she went, "Oh, well, four is lovely." <laughs> so I was like, "Well, that's what you get then." So I gave her a tip and I went to bed, ate my sandwich. Then I had some. Co- I went to Edinburgh on Sunday uh, with a bunch of my coworkers and like colleagues and we like walked around with a guide in Edinburgh and we went up to the castle and like walked around it was awesome i ate haggis every single day it's one of the best foods in the world uh so anyone who t- tells you it isn't is wrong we went uh i walked around Glasgow looking at different comic book stores by myself one day and and then on friday which was the best day of all uh the conference was over so i had booked with a coworker of mine Uh, a 12-hour bus tour up to Loch Ness so we got over there and then there was a couple other people from the conference that we knew that were also had booked the same tour so there was like six people that I knew on this tour and we had a really fun uh, tour guide he was really fun and he was really funny and we were driving around and and everything there is the most gorgeous thing I've ever seen so there's like people that are like nodding off on the bus, and I'm like, "What are you? How can you sleep? Everything I see is the most beautiful thing ever." And then we go around the corner, and that new thing makes the last thing look like garbage. <laughs> uh, so then we got to Loch Ness, and I—if uh, you go to my Instagram, you can see this. But I actually took my shoes off and I went in, and I stood in the water. I also took a video, or my friend Micah took a video of me putting my hand in the water for the first time, so, and I got a cool hat. You did get a cool hat. Yep. It says Loch Ness. I also got myself a sweater, a sweatshirt, but it was too small, so then it became a Jess present. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for (laughs) sure. So, it was fun. The flight back was horrible. British Airways is not a good airline, but I eventually got home, and it was very fun.
2: That's great. I just got back from Richmond, Virginia for a work trip. It was only two days long. I'll spare you any details, but I was next to the, the largest vats of sulfuric acid I've ever seen. And it made me a little uneasy.
1: If you would have fell in one, you could have turned into the Joker.
2: Um, or melted completely. They're, they told me there's different state. There's different like kinds of sulfuric acid. And the most strong kind, the strongest kind, is called oleum. And they're like, if you got a drop of it on your hand, it would burn right through your hand.
1: Like, like, alien, like Xenomorph?
2: Like Xenomorph blood.
1: Ooh. That's cool. I was like, oh my
2: gosh. And they're like, I was like, well, what does it look like? And they're like, it looks like water. Ooh. Because this is, this. it was the only plant in the world that makes water weight sulfuric acid because they filter it. So it, like, it, <clears throat> it looks like water. And it's really, they use it for making um, Kevlar. Okay. But, uh,. I didn't get. To, I didn't even smell it while I was there. I was like, "This is a pretty tight facility," and they hadn't had any safety incidences in over one thousand eight hundred days.
1: Hmm. Uh, but, I would hate to be the guy one thousand eight hundred and one days ago.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. uh So anyway, that's what. Hey, that's that's not even a section of the show. That's just that's the travels of the of the the guys.
1: The people the need to know where we were. You need to know where
2: we were. Did we? And we didn't even talk about Dragon Con, right? Like, we hadn't had a show since Dragon Con?
1: Yeah, so we were at Dragon Con and Labor Day. We were hanging out together.
2: Oh, man, it was great. Yeah. It was the best of times.
1: It was. And
2: I will say this, too, about Dragon Con. This Dragon Con was was special because, like, I basically didn't get, I didn't have to wear a mask the whole time, which is great because I didn't go into any, like, you know, I just hung out the whole time. And it was just, it felt like a very intimate Dragon Con. You know, like, I got to see the people I wanted to see a lot and go up to their rooms and hang out and, take, and, you know, do celebratory shots or, you know, just costume with them. And Nick was there. I got to see Nick a lot. And we watched, we like, we watched Rings of Power in our room. It was just, God, it was just good, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, it was a good time. Uh, Missy and I did Star Trek Lower Decks costumes, and that was one of the most fun costumes i've ever done just because i didn't know i've never done star trek before because i'm not like a huge star trek guy yeah but man star trek fans are real nice to each other that's great yeah so like i was in the trek uniform and the rest of them are just so good to you if you're also in star trek cosplay
2: that's fantastic in a a world of uh, toxic fandoms it's nice to hear
1: Yeah, no, I didn't experience any toxicity from any of them. That's great.
2: And I will say, we all agree, Missy looks real good in green.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's a good green girl.
2: She's a good green girl. Um,
1: All right, well, so there
2: has been a ton of stuff that I have watched since we last recorded. And I'm not going to go into detail, about. I may just list them all off. And there's really only one thing I want to talk about.
0: What we done watched.
2: Um, all right, so here he goes. Sandman, Westworld, Severance, Snake Eyes, which I didn't finish because it's, ter- it's not good. She-Hulk, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, Stranger Things, Dune. I just watched it again. House of the Dragon, Nope, Andor, and Rings of Power.
1: I have questions about some of these. Okay. I want to know, how, what did you think of Nope? Because I, I want to watch that.
2: Uh, I liked it. You know, I'm not a horror fan, but right. it's uh, he always... It's a it's an interesting twist on, um, well you know it's like the alien genre right? It's like right. alien horror, but it's there's a nice twist to it um, that I dug. Yeah, it was good. Um, yeah,
1: I, I think I'm gonna watch that one.
2: Yeah, it's worth it's worth like renting. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I watched uh, a lot of things, but the only things I listed uh, were Sandman, Prey, She Hulk, Rings of Power, and Andor.
2: Uh Andor is uh real
1: good. Andor is the best Star Wars.
2: You think it's the best Star Wars?
1: I think it is. I think the writing is is so good and I I don't know Diego Luna is such a good actor. I think he's kind of like better than Star Wars is used to. So, I don't know. I just really like it.
2: Here here's what here's why I think Andor's good. I mean, it's a it's a it's like an espionage like spy type of movie, you know, but here's why I think it's good you ever thought about when you're watching star Wars, like you ever thought like, what if, um, what if we went over there? Like, and you just pointed over to like this other area and you're like, what if we just went over there? Or like, yeah. if you're looking down on the planet, like you're like, like what if we went, went right there? That's what you do in Andor. Yes. And you're, and you get to just, you do, you get to just go to these apartment buildings on Coruscant. Yep. You, you know, like it, it's, it's really cool. And you get to see like, they want like this is not a spoiler, but like they watch the news. Yeah, yeah, you get to see, Yeah, you get to see like the Hollinet. Like it's just like all this kind of stuff that's just every like you feel like you get to see behind the scenes of, like everyday life of Star Wars people and it's so cool.
1: Yeah, I really love it. I just it's so good. I don't know. Diego Luna's cool. I wish he was in Marvel too.
2: Yeah, he's he really is great. And um Adria Arjona. I mean, she, I don't know if a woman could be more beautiful. She's yeah, my number one crush, I think.
1: It's unfortunate that she was in Morbius.
2: <laughs> it's Mormon time.
1: But she was in Good Omens, which is excellent.
2: Yeah. Um. Let's talk about Rings of Power just because it's so... Uh, well, actually, first of all, let's go back. Sandman, I didn't finish that last episode with the cats. Did not care for it.
1: Oh, that one has like three different parts, you know.
2: Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, maybe I should go back and just skip the cats part.
1: Yeah, they're like sections.
2: Cause I was like, you're just catering to the crazy cat lady community. <laughs> People that are obsessed with cats don't care. And I pieced out. All right, maybe I'll go back. Okay, rings of power. The the internet is so divided. I keep seeing these articles, dude.
1: I will Nick. point out quick that I haven't seen the finale yet.
2: Okay, well, no spoilers, and we won't do any spoilers. Yeah, obviously, I'm, but
1: I can't even do a spoiler for the finale.
2: Uh, you you know he he can't do it, guys. Only future Nick could. Yep. The the internet is trying to you know how like Google if you have a Google phone they'll try to serve you up these like articles and it, and they're so negative they're like why Rings of Power was a complete failure. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not even gonna. This is clickbait. I'm not even gonna give you. In matter of fact, I tell Google, I was like, not interested. Don't, yeah, don't, eat, do, don't do. even serve me up articles from this dumb website. So anyway, rings of power. The internet's real divided, but I, I have not I've done a second watch through, which I'm gonna do. But I really liked it.
1: I'm, I liked some episodes, and then I thought there was a lull for a little bit, and where I was kind of bored. And then there was the episode with the orc battle, and I was like, oh, "Okay, I'm back on board here."
2: I feel like the the Hobbit or the proto Hobbit stuff was a little bit lully.
1: I have uh, certain characters that I don't like. Like, I don't like Halbrand. I just I don't like the actor. Maybe something about mm. him. Mm. I also I feel like they're taking more liberties than I want with the lore. And some of them are annoying to me. The Mithril thing was weird. Like a weird choice to do that. Uh, I don't like how they're making Gilgalad seem shifty. Like he's not shifty. There's literally songs about how good of a king he was. So I'm not... uh, I don't know. I feel like if I was super into it, I would have watched the finale by now. But I've not watched it yet.
2: I will say that once you've seen the finale, you understand a little bit better why they made the decisions they made because I was, cause I kind of, and I still probably agree with you that they took maybe a, a little too much Liberty on the lore stuff, but they, it is not, they didn't do it without a purpose. I will say having seen the finale, they didn't do it without a purpose.
1: Well, I'm definitely going to watch it. And I still like it, yeah. but I like it, I, but I don't love it.
2: Um, I I definitely think that a lot of things fell flat,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and you and you heard me. I say I really liked it. I don't I don't want to say I loved it. I re- yeah. That's now right, there are man. some things I did love. Oh yeah. Um, like I have listened nonstop to the song Numenor on the on the original soundtrack. Uh huh. And just going to Numenor. I just, I really dug that. I really dig Numenor and that we got to see it on screen and I really
0: dug it.
1: I like the dwarves. They're the dwarves gorgeous. are great. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, Rings of Power. I got to watch that finale. I'll talk about that next week.
0: And
2: and we're getting, they already started uh, filming season two, I believe.
1: Uh, Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think Production has started. started filming, yeah. Yeah.
2: Uh, now everybody's saying you got to watch that news show on Amazon. Uh, the Peripheral, I think is what it's called.
1: Never heard of it.
2: Never heard of it. All right. Well, that's what we've done had watched uh, over the past several weeks. And that brings us to the new news.
0: This is the Dumb Dudes News Network.
1: We got a few things here today, going back (laughs) over two months. Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling are going to star in an Ocean's Eleven prequel, which is a combination of things that I'm interested in and you're interested in.
2: (laughs) It is, and this is coming off of them both starring in the Barbie movie. So they must uh, work together well. They must have some good on screen chemistry or something.
1: Yeah, yeah. They probably, it's like Ana de Armas, uh, cause he's in another movie with her, the gray man after yep. Blade Runner. So, yep. uh, I'll watch it. I'll watch every, every Ryan Gosling movie. Uh, hopefully it's not on Netflix though. I think it probably will be cause I'm tired of Netflix things because they don't release them on, on physical media and I don't like digital media. I want physical copies. So like the gray man being a Netflix movie ruins my Ryan Gosling blu-ray collection
2: oh man seems like somebody would
1: maybe they would offer it you'd think but they'd they don't
2: well no i do want i do want this uh i love ocean's content um i mean it has not been as strong since 12 obviously to to me but i still
0: will eat it up
1: our second piece of news is uh james gunn and another dude who i can't remember his name who isn't james gunn were put in charge of dc Films under the new restructuring because they desperately need their own version of someone to keep track of things, you know.
2: Yeah, I just don't think he's got the skill set of a Kevin Feige. I mean, he's obviously James Gunn is talented, but him and Kevin Feige have different skill sets. I you know, I yeah, think they're James looking Gunn's for a James. James not a Feige. producer. Yeah, not the director. Yeah, Ke- he's not. A, I know they they need a Kevin Feige in their life, but I don't know that James Gunn's it.
1: Well, James Gunn made the only DC movie I've liked in the past 10 years, so maybe he'll do something else. At least maybe they'll get like one good thing out of it, maybe. I don't know.
2: Maybe. Maybe he surprises us.
1: But probably not. Yeah, probably
2: not. Uh Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt was at the uh, the US Grand Prix in Austin, Texas. And uh, they said the reason he's there is he's he's m- going to be making an upcoming F1 movie, a Formula One movie. Oh, yeah. So I haven't I'm heard
1: of this. But but you know we'll talk about the trailer when it comes out. Yeah, we'll talk about it.
2: Um, there is a White Vision show coming on Disney+. Plus.
1: I saw this, and they're going to call it Vision Quest, which the Vision Quest comics are what lead to the formation of the West Coast Avengers.
2: Interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. This will be the so there's gonna be two two spinoffs off of Wandavision. You know we got Agatha. They changed the name of the Agatha show too.
1: Yeah, it was originally House of Harkness, and now it's Coven of Chaos.
0: Why do you think they did the name change?
1: I don't know. Maybe the maybe the pl- the plot doesn't revolve around a House of Harkness at all, and they just wanted the alliteration. So that was the working title, and then a Coven of Chaos maybe sounded more in line with the show, whatever it's gonna be about.
2: What if they kept uh, House of Hardness in England? You know how they did, like, uh, Ra- Resident Evil's Biohazard over there?
1: Yeah, maybe. That would be weird, though.
2: That'd be weird. Um, I'll watch this show.
1: Yeah, uh, I've enjoyed all of the Disney Plus shows so far.
2: Yeah, what's your, is, is, what's your favorite still? Still Hawkeye. Yeah, me too. Um, all right, so then last piece of news here. Henry Cavill is leaving The Witcher after season three.
1: This is weird. I assume it has something to do with him being Superman again, which he signed on when James Gunn signed on. He wouldn't come back under that old guy, apparently. Mm. Mm. Uh, so I guess that they got rid of what he didn't like, and he wants to do it under James Gunn. But like, it just seems like, to me, like going from something way cooler to something really lame. Because like, Superman's the worst superhero, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, I, I, I always thought he was more passionate about The Witcher, but I don't know, maybe they're giving him a ton of money, or who knows, it's yeah, very strange to me too, yeah. He's being replaced by Liam Hemsworth, what do you think, what do you feel about
0: that?
1: He doesn't even look remotely similar, so that's kind of weird, but I feel like Liam Hemsworth looks more like how Geralt looks in the game, Yeah. so he might look, because he's leaner, Yeah. he might look more like how Geralt looks to me, in my mind, but... I'm used to Henry Cavill. Yeah. What a weird thing. What
2: a weird thing. Especially uh, but...
1: like for Superman. Like what a lame thing to switch to.
2: I, I got to admit, it's pretty lame. Yeah. It was pretty lame. All right. Well, that was all the new news and folks. Where does that, what does that bring us to?
1: The new, 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 new. That's my impression of you.
0: Yeah, the new 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 trailers, folks. Guess how many we have?
1: We have a wickedly talented Adele
0: Dazine. Adele Dazine.
1: Yeah, this is a. We we're not going back super far, so there's not going to be a bunch of old ones for things that uh, came out already in the in the hiatus. So this is all like fresh, new new. Maybe a couple older ones, but for things that didn't come out yet.
2: Yeah, yeah. Nothing goes past a month, I would say. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, So we're we're talking about something real fresh here, um, real quick speed. It's Creed 3, directed by Michael B. Jordan.
1: Yeah, so Ryan Coogler directed the first two Creeds, which are both very, very good. Yep the plot of creed three is Adonis has been thriving in both his career and family life. But when a childhood friend and former boxing prodigy resurfaces, the face off is more than just a fight. So they're bringing in, uh, Jonathan majors, who is great and, uh, will be in everything because he's great. Yeah. And he's going to be the antagonist to Michael B. Jordan's creed and Tessa Thompson's coming back. And I don't think Stallone's in this one think he wanted um michael b jordan to kind of lead on from here so i think it's but he you know he doesn't need to be like creed is great those movies are awesome
2: yeah and this trailer makes this
0: movie look real good
1: yeah jonathan majors is is one of those people where he's so good that i'm glad marvel got a hold of him early to do stuff you know
2: yeah do you uh, think he might be one of the best villains that Marvel's had on screen yet?
1: I hope so. Yeah. Well, I, in Loki he was very c- cool and kind of creepy and Yeah. I can't wait to see the different versions of Kang, so. The Yeah. We'll talk about him in a minute.
0: <laughs> um
2: I really like the way just from the trailer that I really like the way this is shot, um like the use of natural light and um just some of the camera camera stuff is really cool looking. Um, I think it's gonna look really good.
1: Yeah, almost Ron Howard esque, uh, with the natural lighting and stuff. Yeah, Ron Howard to me is always the best at that. But yeah, yep. Michael be Jordan if he's like if he's gonna also be a real good director, then like what what can't he do?
2: I know seriously. So we're looking forward to Creed Three. Looks great. Yes. Something else we're looking forward to very much is the Ant Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania.
1: The plot of this one is Scott Lang and Hope Van Dyne, along with Hank Pym and Janet Van Dyne, explore the quantum realm where they, find, where they interact with strange creatures and embark on an adventure that goes beyond the limits of what they thought was possible. From the trailer, it appears that uh, they create some sort of quantum telescope or like a, a satellite or something and they get pulled into there and then they're kind of separated in there and then uh they'll probably go to chronopolis which is kang's city in the comics that's in the quantum realm where he lives and uh it looks like he once got to do something for him in order to get him home so it'll probably be like another heist type thing where he once got to do a job for him that's the vibe i got hmm
2: Um, yeah, I don't know much about, I've never read a comic book that had Kang the Conqueror in it, I'm embarrassed to say. Oh, I
1: I have like 85 Fantastic Fours right here, and he's in a bunch of those. Okay. He's actually a Fantastic Four villain originally.
2: Yeah. And as we know, Fantastic Four has some of the best villains.
1: Yeah. Most of the best ones outside Spider-Man.
2: Yeah. Um... So, this looks awesome. Cannot wait. Yep. um The only thing I don't like uh is uh, Janet Van Dyne's hair. I know it's true to the comics, but it still does not look good on Evangeline Lilly.
1: Yeah. I I usually don't like to... I don't tell people how to cut their hair, but I don't like it either. <laughs> <laughs> like You do what you want, but I don't like it.
2: Yeah, you do what you want, man. But... Um... So, anyway, that looks great. And then we have a trailer. Just about everybody saw this. Uh, yeah. Super Mario Brothers.
1: Yep. So, a plumber named Mario travels through an underground labyrinth with his brother Luigi trying to save a captured princess. That is the plot of every Mario, uh, including the movie. Now, here's the thing about this movie. I don't have Mario nostalgia because I didn't have a Nintendo as a kid. So... This means nothing to me. Jess seemed like she was interested in it. I know there was like a big thing on the internet about the voice cast.
0: Yeah,
2: he, it's like a mildly, it's like a mild New York accent that uh, Chris Pratt is doing for Mario. Uh huh. Um, Charlie
1: Day is Luigi, which I can see that a little better.
2: Yeah, I I have a prediction. I think I think um, Luigi will upstage Mario because he's just a better character.
1: Well, also, Jack Black is Bowser. Jack Black is the best. Yeah. Um, Seth Rogen is Donkey Kong is funny. But, like, just use real voice actors.
2: I want this movie to have no pop culture references like DreamWorks likes to do. Um, It's not a DreamWorks movie. I'm just saying when you do pop culture stuff, it it never ages well. And so, like, if you watch the movie 15 years later, 10 years later, you're like it was what was this joke about who are they talking about? Yeah, a so like scary movie. Yeah, oh god. Yeah. know like, like uh the, what's that shark movie that
1: uh Oh, Shark the, Tale?
2: Shark Tale. Yeah. It's like filled with these pop culture references and it's terrible.
1: There's uh some ki- kids doing trick or treat and I could hear them they were talking about watching a scary movie and when I gave them the candy I was, there's like middle school like almost high school maybe freshman kids And I said, were you guys talking about scary movie? And they were like, yeah, we watched that uh, last night. And I said, that movie's from when I was your age. (laughs) I was like, that's an old movie. People still watching that?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Did they get half the jokes?
1: Probably not.
2: Probably not. I kind of, you know, as far as these animated movies go, I kind of wish more like really good voice actors would get some of these roles instead of because not every like big name Hollywood actor is a good voice actor.
1: No, and the best example of that was uh, when when they made Space Jam, the original one, the cartoons were done by voice actors. Like Billy West was Bugs in Space Jam and Cass Susie was Lola. And in the Space Jam Very Bad sequel that came out in 2020 or whatever, uh, Zendaya did Lola's voice and it was the flattest, worst Voice acting job I've ever heard, and Zede is a great actress, obviously, no question there, but not a good voice actor.
2: no, not a good voice actor in and I and like just think about this and this is timely um rest in peace Pat Carroll, who is probably has the best voice performance of anybody ever she did Ursula in Little mermaid. Pat Carroll is an inspiration to me. She died in July of this year and you just think about something like that like what if they had hired some Hollywood actress to play Ursula
1: it, yeah. would have, it wouldn't It wouldn't have been a
2: half as good you know like it she was incredible and like I feel like people like that like true talents that's who needs to be doing these movies
1: yeah you know they should just get voice actors I don't know voice actors get no respect they, they're they like no they can do the TV version but if we make a movie we gotta get Chris Pratt to do it
2: yeah yeah but you know you put the name on the marquee right in the
0: south you put them on the post i feel like
1: they do that so that parents who have to go to the movie will be like oh i like this person and that so i'll go listen to their voice
2: yeah maybe so um all right so next we got a trailer for the guardians of the galaxy holiday special and i can't wait
1: oh god werewolf by night was so good so, if they keep doing these holiday specials or the presentations like this, excellent. I forgot to talk about Werewolf by Night, but Werewolf by Night's excellent. It's one of the, my favorite Marvel things of the year.
2: How long is it?
1: An hour.
0: Oh, man. I got to go watch
1: that. Well, it's a Halloween thing, so you should watch it on Halloween. That's uh, true. But my boy, man, thing's in it, and uh, that makes it the best.
2: That's great. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Black, and Black and white. It's super yeah.
1: stylized. Uh, Michael Guccino directed it, who is usually a composer. This is his first time directing. And now it's like, make him direct a whole movie, please. And and give him the freedom to do it all stylized like this. Because, man, was that good. Uh, but Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. It's uh, it appeared, The plot appears to be them trying to brighten up Peter Quill's Christmas by stealing kidnapping Kevin Bacon (laughs) and it's it looks to be heavily Mantis and Drax focused and Mantis is my favorite character so that is excellent for me
2: I almost thought the plot was like hey we can't find Peter Quill he's on earth but how are we gonna find Peter Quill well we don't know anybody that knows him but apparently this guy Kevin Bacon you're like only like two or three degrees away from anybody (laughs) So if we find Kevin Bacon, we can find uh, Star Lord.
1: I think they were trying to kidnap him, but because he said he was his favorite or whatever. Oh, okay. But I like yours. That's very funny.
2: And that'd be a really funny idea.
1: It would. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, this is gonna be great. I, there's not a lot. It's just a teaser trailer, but uh, they're bringing in Cosmo, and the whole gang is there.
2: I didn't know they're bringing in Cosmo.
1: Yeah, Cosmo's in it, and uh, being voiced by Maria Bakalova from that, that Borat movie. The She's the one who made Giuliani look like a complete idiot <laughs> in that movie. Uh, not that he needs much help. <laughs> Seriously.
2: Old, yeah. mel- old melty head.
1: Yep. So, yeah, she's voicing Cosmo because Cosmo is psychic.
2: This is, this is uh, an exception to my rule of uh, talking animals.
1: Yeah, well, it's internal talking. It's in your head. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so Cosmo's in it and the rest of the Guardian's in. Looks to be heavily Mantis-focused, which is the best because I love Mantis. Yeah, which
2: is great. So that'll be some lighthearted fun coming up for us. Yep. Um. Oh, and that reminds me, too. Like, this will be something that we can watch um, every Christmas.
1: Yeah, like Hawkeye. I'm going to watch Hawkeye on Christmas, too. Yeah,
2: so two things I'm going to watch. I'm going to watch Hawkeye, and I'm going to watch the, um, the Nintendo movie with uh, oh, Doody Hauser. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yep, I'm going to watch that, too.
2: On H- HBO Max? HBO. H-BR. Uh So the next movie we've got is Wednesday. This is its, um, uh Adam's Family movie. Yeah, about- I
1: think it's a series.
2: Oh, is it a series? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, it follows Wednesday Adams' years as a student when she attempts to master her emerging psychic ability thwart and solve the mystery that embroiled her parents It's just Tim Burton doing an Adams family, which is something yeah. he has never done but should have done at some point
2: if if you would have asked me who who um directed the Adams family movie years back, I probably would have said uh, it was probably Tim Burton I,
1: who directed the Adams family who directed that movie maximum Barry Sonnenfeld, okay. Who? Who directed Adam's Family Values? Also Barry Sonnenfeld. Uh, Barry Sonnenfeld directed Men in Black. Oh. Uh, and Wild that... Wild West, I think.
2: Interesting.
1: Or did he, let me look at, why don't I look at the actual IMDb?
2: You know the difference between you and me?
0: I make this look good.
1: Okay, he was, yeah, he directed Wild Wild West and Men in Black and uh, the Adam's Family movies and stuff like that. Cool. So, but yeah, so Tim Burton, who seems like he would have directed every Adams Family thing, has not yet. And Fred Armisen is playing Uncle Fester, and Luis Guzmán is playing Gomez, and he looks exactly like Gomez looks in the comic strip, the original comic strip slash the animated Adams Family show. So I'm pretty excited. I love the Adams Family. Uh, I'll probably watch this, and I I was gonna get Netflix at the end of November because I don't have it right now. Because Inside Job Season 2 comes out at the end of November, so this is very convenient timing.
0: Very convenient. I probably will
2: not get around to watching this. Uh, I do like the cast. I think it's casted very well.
1: Fred Armisen's always fun.
2: Uh, I do like a Fred Armisen. Uh, something else I probably will not watch is the show Velma on HBO, Max.
1: HBO. This is Velma. It's Mindy Kaling uh produced and stars in this it is a more adult oriented version of scooby-doo without scooby in it and it's like velma and fred and shaggy and daphne and then i i think it's like before i don't know it's it's more violent i think and more adult so
2: I have never liked Scooby-Doo. I didn't really watch it as a kid. Never had any attachment to it. and So I don't understand why people keep making stuff. Scooby-Doo stuff. I don't get it. What's the appeal?
1: I watched it as a kid, but I haven't kept up with it. I like the the movie. The movie, the live action movie. The first one is good. It's actually good. Um, This, I don't want to watch this. But the fact that not everybody is white in it and that will make the internet mad kind of makes me enjoy that it exists because I kind of like it when those people are upset
2: <laughs> oh internet I would say never change but please for, for the love yeah change, change a lot change a lot <laughs> internet. yeah
1: so I, I don't want to watch it but I like that it will make certain people mad
2: there you go he likes the, the trolley aspect of it yeah Troll. I like that yeah Um, All right, next up, we got a trailer for Anne Rice's Mayfair Witches.
1: Yeah, I literally only put this on because I wanted to watch Alexandra Daddario walk around uh, for a little while, like two minutes. And that's why it's on this list. Uh It follows a neurosurgeon who discovers that she is the unlikely heir to a family of witches. She must contend with a sinister presence that has haunted her family for generations. Um, Yeah, so it's like a witch show. Uh, from an Anne Rice book. And it's got Alexandra Daddario in it.
2: Do you remember that trailer for that Witch Army movie? Yeah.
1: I mean, yeah. <laughs> was that? that was was so that Fort, Fort Salem or something?
2: Something like that. God, yeah. that just, I don't know why that popped in my head.
1: That probably didn't go anywhere.
2: It probably never came out. Yeah. It doesn't exist. Uh, Alex- Alexandra. Daddario. D- Daddario. I've never seen anything with her in it. Uh, but the brown hair with the striking blue eyes—it's. Um,
1: yeah, she got some eyeballs.
2: She got some eyes. Yeah, I definitely won't watch this. No, I'm not I inter- won't. I'm either. not interested. Just... To, I'm not. Are you interested in witch content other than um, Agatha?
1: Yeah, there's some real good. Like the movie *The Witch* is extremely good. It's one of the only horror movies I like. Oh yeah, I remember you saying that. Yeah. So if you make a good witch thing, I'll watch it. Okay
2: um a trailer for slumberland this is geared towards younger audiences
1: yeah a young girl discovers a secret map to the dream world of slumberland and with the help of an eccentric outlaw she traverses dreams and flees nightmares with the hopes that she will be able to see her late father again this is stars uh jason momoa and like kyle chandler and chris O'Dowd doing an american accent which was offensive to me (laughs) like where's his irish voice he's got the best irish voice
2: this stars Jason Momoa as uh Nega Dream from Sandman.
1: Yeah. He's he's like got antlers and stuff. Yeah. Um yeah, this looked like a good uh kids adventure movie to me.
2: Yeah, like my nine year old might like this. It looks yeah. it's a lot of computer animation.
1: Yeah, I, I thought it was kinda cool looking. Minus Chris O'Dowd talking weird. Yeah. He was doing American Voice, he should be talking like this. You know? Chris O'Dowd. This is how he talks. But uh, <laughs> not in yeah. this. No, not he was doing a weird voice.
0: Yeah.
2: Oh, I, uh, I, I also. Uh, well, I haven't finished it. Speaking of American accents, I haven't finished it, but I started watching Uncharted. I'm almost done with it. Um, and, you know that kid does a good American accent. I gotta say, Tom Spider-Man. Holland. Tom Holland. Yeah.
1: I had the choice to watch that on the plane. And instead, I chose silence and boredom. <laughs> uh, I chose silence and boredom over Mark Wahlberg.
0: What about the bees?
1: Yeah, I know.
2: Um, well, what about this next trailer here, Enola Holmes 2?
1: I I never saw the first one, but this trailer looked kind of fun to me. It says, now a detective for hire, Enola Holmes takes on her first official case to find a missing girl as the sparks of a dangerous conspiracy ignite a mystery that requires the help of friends and Sherlock himself to unravel. So Sherlock is uh, Henry Cavill, the uh, former witcher, and uh, Millie Bobby Brown is Enola, and then uh, it just looks like kind of like a fun Victorian-era adventure movie.
2: Yeah, it's... um I just cannot get into Sherlock Holmes content. I don't know what it is, and it's not that I'm not into Victorian. Like I actually want more Victorian content. As a matter of fact, there's a video game. No, no, I'm sorry. There's a Netflix either show or movie coming out called 1899, which is a like boats, like obviously you know Victorian era boats. It looks terrible because it's coming from the creators of Dark, which is terrible. So I have no hope for it.
1: I don't know if I believe you that Dark is bad, and because people whose opinions are more in line with mine than yours tend to be, have told me it's very good, and now I have to watch it for myself.
2: Watch it for yourself. I stand by my um, my review. I hate it. That's I think it's terrible.
1: I'm just and saying it, to people listening, make your own decisions.
2: Yeah, make your own. It's fine. If you want to waste that many hours of your life watching it, be my guest. But I love... I love... Um, I love uh, victorian content with a little bit of sci-fi elements to it um what's that game that video game that came out on playstation 4 i think it's playstation 4 we have the electric guns and there's werewolves and it's victorian
1: i know what you're talking about i do not know what it's called
2: you do not know we're gonna look it up
1: i, I was gonna say i don't know but then i just I switched to do not. Not. game so don't not According
0: to Wikipedia, the Order 1886. There it is, folks. The The Order
2: 1886, like that kind of stuff. I love that kind of stuff. And oh, and that's even like um, uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. You know, famously, I like that
1: season one of the Terror. I've never seen the Terror. Oh, season one of the Terror was awesome. Uh, It's based on a book by Dan Simmons, who wrote Hyperion, which is my favorite sci-fi book. But The Terror is about, you know those ships, The Terror and the Erebus, that disappeared in the North Passage in real life, trying to find the Northwest Passage? Uh, this is, like, a story about those ships and what happened to them, but there's, like, a mystical northern folkloric bent to it, and it's it's so cool. It's just really good. Uh, season 2 of, of The Terror was really bad because it was about, like, it was like an original idea, not based on a Dan Simmons book, and the original idea was not up to snuff. <laughs> uh, but season one was a self-contained story based on the Dan Simmons book, and it was really, really good.
2: What's what's it on? No, I want to watch that. It actually sounds very similar to that 1899 show on Netflix. Yeah. It's like a boat that got, went missing, and then they find it, and then stuff starts to
0: happen.
1: Yeah. It's probably uh, somewhat of a ripoff of The Terror. It's on Hulu.
0: Parlar.
1: Hey there.
0: Harlie. There was okay. a, a,
1: an Australian person at my conference, and every time I talked to her, I thought of you doing that voice. <laughs>
2: <laughs> did, did she ever say she? she did she ever say "ah oh, nar"? I yeah, nar. she. She
1: said. She said "nar" a couple times. Nar. Like, it's like a five-syllable word for them. <laughs>
2: Just chewing on those chewing on those words. Um, Alright, so the next trailer we have here is Jack Ryan Season 3. I've never seen even all... I've seen like one episode of Season 1, so...
1: So, Jack Ryan Season 1, I, I liked a lot. Okay. I like Jack Ryan. The I like the old movies, mostly Hunt for Red October. That's the best one. Alec Baldwin was the best Jack Ryan of all time. And then Harrison Ford came in and he did the two. And the first one was good and the second one was bad because that's when Harrison Ford decided he would no longer play characters with flaws. And it was really boring. But season one of Jack Ryan with John Krasinski was real good. And I was like, oh, okay. Okay, John Krasinski. And then season two was more like the Harrison Ford one. And I was like, God. <laughs> like what are you doing? So uh, we'll see about season three. But um, I'll watch it. I love, I love the... The Tom Clancy stuff. Um, not all of it, but I love the big ones.
0: Yeah. this, this
2: just makes me want the real Clancy verse with Rainbow Six and Sam Fisher. That's the and bring it, and even bring in Michael B. Jordan's character from whatever that movie was.
1: Right. Well that was also on Amazon, so that could easily tie into this. Yeah. And just make just just blend yourself for crying out loud. Why won't they do this? I don't Why know. won't they do it? But yeah, I liked season one. I didn't like season two. So this is, this one's a crapshoot, I guess.
2: Yeah, I guess so. Well, I'll I'll you know if they ever if it ever gets announced that they're doing other stuff, Tom Clancy verse, and they're you know like they're meshing all this together, then I'll absolutely binge all of Jack Ryan season one, two, three, to prepare myself for the upcoming stuff. But until that day comes, probably not gonna probably not gonna dive in.
1: Yeah, the squandered opportunities. This is the time to make cinematic universes.
2: It is. This next trailer is a teaser trailer, um, because that's all we have so far, of The Last of Us on HBO. Hi, HBO.
1: Joel and Ellie, a pair connected through the harshness of the world they live in, are forced to endure brutal circumstances and ruthless killers on a trek across post-pandemic America. This is based on the game The Last of Us, which was one of my favorite games in the history of video games until I played The Last of Us 2, which is one of the worst things ever made by human beings in, in the history of recorded time. Uh, and so this franchise is dead to me. Uh, if that is the progression of that story, I don't like it, and I, I think it's bad. So I won't watch this at all.
0: I will watch
2: this. Um I'm not excited about it because I was just okay on The Last of Us, you know. I sort of feel like, like I've said before, I kind of feel like the same way um that I felt about uh, BioShock is how I feel about Last of Us. Everybody raves about it and I'm just like, it's okay. It's just okay. So, I'll watch this. Um but I'm not like counting down the days.
1: Yeah, I I don't want to watch it. Um, Your dead is dead to you. The story goes bad. The season that second game is terrible. Like it's just bad. I know pe- there's people that think it's so great, and I think they just I can't. You can't think that it's so bad. I don't understand it. I can't understand it.
2: This is how I feel about Dark. You have people that are like, oh, it's great. People you trust say it's great. Ben Moon tells you, telling you Dark
1: is not good. Yeah, I don't know what Ben Moon's up to all the time. He's got his own ways.
2: He he does have his own ways.
1: The cast of this is great. Like Anna Torv is in it. I love Anna Torv, and she's not in anything.
2: She I like Anna Torv too. I think she's she's difficult to work with. Is that right? Did I hear that?
1: I have no idea. I just like her. I do. She's Tess from the beginning of the game. She's the one that does the tutorial stuff with you. (laughs) And uh, Pedro Pascal is in it, and. That little girl from Game of Thrones that everyone liked is, is Ellie. Oh, that's right. And, and what's really cool is they let Ashley Johnson and Troy Baker, who are Joel and Ellie in the game, be in the show as different characters. And uh, I just, I, there's all this cool stuff, but I just can't, I don't want to watch it because the second game was so bad.
2: You know, Nolan North has a cameo in uh, Uncharted. Does he? It's the most 90s cameo ever.
1: Oh, tell me it.
2: So, do you remember in the movie Street Fighter when um, E-Honda lifts the lid off the trash can and it says uh, Capcom on it?
1: You best believe I remember every moment <laughs> of Street Fighter.
2: <laughs> and he, like, looks at the camera and kind of winks. You know, uh-huh. it's just very 90s. But there's this moment where they're walking up on this, onto this beach and Nolan North is, like, sitting in, in a beach chair... And uh they say we just fell out of a car that fell out of a plane. And Nolan North goes, "You know, something like that happened to me one time." And then yeah. they, they kind of and then the camera shot shows shows like uh Drake and the girl like kind of look at each other like, "What?" <laughs> and then just keep walking. He's like, "Good luck." And I was like, "God, man, it was just very 90s. Like it was just like a wink to the audience, you know, a wink to the fans." Yeah. Um anyway,
1: I like that stuff. I like the cheesy stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, if you're re- going to do I mean, it... I did, for,
2: in their defense, I did rewind it to see it again, so... If you're
1: <laughs> yeah. going to do it, that's how I think you should do it.
2: Yeah. So, anyway, the... Uh, well, let's just do the last trailer here, the Adele Dezint trailer. Um, it's an older trailer, but it's Secret Invasion.
1: It's an older trailer, but it checks out.
2: <laughs> nice. I understood that reference. So, this is... uh this is a lot of Nick Fury.
1: Yeah, so this is a show led by Nick Fury. It's Fury and Talos try to stop the Skrulls who have infiltrated the highest spheres of the Marvel Universe. So this is a uh, adapt- a loose adaptation of the Secret Invasion comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's like a spy thriller, thriller with Nick Fury, Maria Hill, Ben Mendelsohn as Talos, and Rhodey's in it, and... Amelia Clark is a a new character whom whom has not con- been confirmed yet, so I don't know which character she's playing.
2: I want to say I saw an internet clickbait thing that says she's an X Men.
1: Well, th- the internet clickbait says everything is an X Men. As soon as anything happens, they say it's an X Men.
2: Who's the he- Who's the head of Sword?
1: Abigail Brand.
2: She I think she's either Abigail Brand or Polaris.
1: Well, we'll see. Uh, did she? Ha- both of those characters have green hair.
2: That's what I, that's that's why I think that I think she's gonna have green hair.
1: She doesn't in the trailer. Oh, that's right. It's like brown.
2: No green streaks.
1: Yeah, not, not that okay. I saw. Well she's probably a scroll. Probably a scroll. You know, Olivia Coleman's in this show and she's one of the best living actors. Is Olivia Coleman by the Queen? Yeah. Yeah. She's great. Also, I think I saw Martin Freeman too in the tr- yeah he is in this really so he must have something to do too ross from black panther yeah but yeah this is gonna be great i love all these people so.
2: yeah i'm excited i definitely want this
1: plus it leads directly into armor wars i guess
2: yeah but but what's her what's her face the star of armor wars
1: da- don cheadle <laughs> oh armor no i'm wars thinking of, the I'm, War thinking of I, I'm thinking of iron uh yeah iron heart
2: uh, she's the girl that plays Ironheart is in uh Black Panther too.
1: Yeah, they're introducing her in that, and then she'll have her own show. And uh, I wasn't excited about hers because not not because of the character, but because my main thing that I like about movies in general is six scale figures, and then I they make too many Iron Man suit variants, and it drives me crazy. And then I was like, oh great, another Iron Man, another person in a suit to like overfill the. The, the hot toys coffers. and but then I saw the plot of Ironheart is science versus magic, and the bad guys are, like the hood, and like Sasha Baron Cohen might be Mephisto and stuff. Yeah, so now I'm like, well, that's super cool, and I hope yeah. that's although they did. I kept seeing uh articles that were like, so and so is playing huge marvel villain the hood I was Like huge marvel villain the hood the hood's like a guy who gets beat up by moonlight moonlight in the first three pages of a moonlight comic book before he fights the real bad guy
2: yeah but i'd never even heard of the hood and i was like what is who is that? i've never read a comic book with a hood and they're like yeah he he like steals a top hat or and like and like shoes from a demon or something stupid or like yeah. a cape from a demon."
1: yeah it's a cape he's got a demon's cape and he's got magic from it but He's kind of like it's kind of like Frogman, honestly. Where it's he's a joke. Although <laughs> in more recent runs, they've kind of made him a little more imposing, but he's still a dork. It's like a dorky yeah. villain,
2: a dorky villain.
1: By the way, uh, we didn't we didn't really talk about She-Hulk, but it was great. And the the Frogman episode was excellent. That was the one
2: with Daredevil. Oh, it was great. Um, I feel like, and again, we're gonna rail on the internet for being stupid. I was like. The internet, a lot of the internet didn't like this show. I'm like, you guys know it was a comedy, right? They're like they're like comparing the tone of She-Hulk to some other thing that's not even a comedy. I'm like, "What what are you doing? The show is a comedy. It is a lawyer comedy."
1: Also, most of the people on the internet were the villains of the show and they kept doubling everything that every week they would do something. And then in the next week, the show had predicted their response and made that the villains. And it's just great. It was a great show.
2: Very, very meta. And I will say, like, the finale, like, the way that they ended it was, like, so off the wall and and, and unexpected. I was like, this is fantastic. And then I see articles that were like, yeah, they totally botched the ending. Like, they, they took this, like, bad turn. I was like, what are you talking about? it was completely unexpected. Like it was like the whole shtick of breaking the fourth wall. It like took it to the next level. It was awesome.
1: Yeah. It was fantastic. I it loved was it. so
2: creative and good. I was like, the internet is so stupid. Why are people so stupid?
1: I liked the Disney plus shows this year more than the movies so far. Cause like what well, was Moon Knight, Ms. Marvel and She-Hulk. And then the movies were Dr. Strange two and Thor four. And it's like the, the Disney Plus shows I, I enjoyed more. God, I think he.
2: Yeah, you may be right. I think I
1: did too. Now yeah. that you put
2: it, now that you name them. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I had more fun with the Disney shows.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Disney Disney Plus is swinging swinging hard, dude. Yeah. Because <laughs> that that Andor. Andor.
1: That andor is so good. Every time I watch, I when I watch Andor, I feel like I'm. It just feels so like real to me. I don't. Yeah,
2: know. you feel like you're there. Like you feel yeah. like you're. All, you feel like. Um, here's how I feel. You know how like you'll go to somewhere and maybe you'll be there for a few days. And like, once you kind of know your way around, you're like, like Dragon Con even. Right. It's like you go to Dragon Con. It's so new. But like, once you've gone a bunch of times, you're like, I know my way around. I've been here. I'm familiar with it. Yeah. And or it's like, Hey, we're going to take you to Star Wars enough to where like, you feel like you're there. Like you feel like you feel familiar with it
1: yeah it feels like you're uh, and the stakes feel real yeah uh because he's the only character that i know because he has plot armor because of rogue one but no one else does um mon mothma does but no one else does i
2: i'm strangely attracted to mon mothma
1: oh she's great i love her genevieve o'reilly
2: with that red Uh, hair
1: yeah she looks great Uh, i've always thought she was a really cool character like just oh, so God. mysterious in Return of the Jedi who like who's this ethereal woman in white who's like leading the rebels and she's got that voice and then it's so cool I don't know I just really love it
2: I even I there was one point I said would you even I, th- I said this to Aaron I was like would you even be open to naming our child Mon Mothma Moon <laughs> <laughs> She was like she didn't even say that she just looked at me and I was like okay all right,
1: I'll take that as a yes. <laughs> but yeah, because
2: yeah. it's like she, I because I didn't really know her story, but like going from a senator to what she was in the original Star Wars movies, like that's somebody who went all in. That's yep. that's someone who sacrificed a lot to be a part of that rebellion.
1: And then there's also there's this little arc with her in Rebels, the animated show Rebels, uh, where they have to like get her away after she comes out and makes a video about Palpatine the hollow so they have to like hide her so it's cool she's a cool right. character and, and andor's yeah. great
2: it's real good um all right so obviously we don't have any trailer mailers this week Um, uh, but if they do want to write into us um if, if you want to complain about the internet to us how do you, <laughs> you can, how would they do it nick
1: you can use the internet at trailer blazers podcast on instagram That's where we post uh, new updates and all kinds of stuff like that. Um, You can email us at trailerblazerspod at gmail.com. If you want to know when a new episode comes out, you can follow us on Twitter at trailer underscore blazers. Uh, Don't try and get in contact with us there because we don't check the notifications and we never will. If you're feeling extremely generous, you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, which is still the best way for the show to gain traction. And if you do go ahead and leave us a five-star rating and review, Quick Mickey's going to let you know what happens.
0: Yeah, well, if you go on there and they left let that 5 we're going to do a hey, save a trailer blazer's holiday special. and It's going to be because it's Halloween, so we're going to do a Halloween one. And I'm going to dress up like... Uh, The Peach from James and the Giant Peach and Nick's gonna be uh Jack from that movie Nightmare Before Christmas. And um uh, and that and then we're gonna have a little special It's probably all gonna come out on YouTube and we're just gonna film it with a phone because we ain't got a lot of time to do anything else and also five star ratings don't give us any money, but so we ain't got any kind of a budget to make that holiday special. But you can enjoy it on YouTube after watching a five second uh, ad and then hitting skip ad on the bottom right hand corner of the window when you're on YouTube. You can do that. And if you don't do that, buddy, that's the tip. Skip that ad get right to what you want to watch. That's the tip.
1: Thank you, Quick Mickey. Effervescent, reticulated, resplendent. As always, for the trailer Blazers, my name is Nick Kelly and I love Haggis, heavy trailers.
2: And I'm Ben Moon, and you can um, find me on Ben Moon Asks for the Tom Clancy Verse on Amazon.com. Happy (laughs) Trailers. Welcome back, folks, to the video games. One quarter portion of the show. This is going to be kind of a small uh, vidgy games section. Um, you, You haven't played anything. Did you play anything?
1: No, I started Horizon Forbidden West, but it takes me a million years once I start a game to actually start playing it. So I haven't really played it yet. I'll probably play it in winter when I can't go outside. I go outside a lot. Yeah, same. Games.
2: I think I, I definitely think my video game playing goes up in the when it's cold outside. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I
1: have. I'm still mostly just looking forward to that Wolverine game from Insomniac.
2: Yeah, there hasn't been anything about it though.
1: No, it'll come out eventually, though. I have faith.
2: Yeah, I think so. I think it will too. Um, I actually have been playing the Outer Worlds on Xbox Game Pass Ultimate.
1: Jess has that. How do you like it?
2: Um, I like it. It's it's like a. It plays like a fallout type of game, like a you know like a Bethesda game, uh, but just like smaller scale, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still pretty fun, kind of you know kind of funny. I don't know that I'll beat it. My game pass runs out uh, october 31st, so I'll probably not go beat it before then, but I've probably had a not. good time with it. Sweet. Um, so that's all I've been playing, but uh, we have one little piece of news here about Avatar, the last Airbender.
1: Yeah, so uh, with the new Nickelodeon Studios for Avatar, like the Avatar Studios based solely on making Avatar content, uh, they're making a new game for The Last Airbender that's inspired by Breath of the Wild. So I'll probably play this. uh, I love the Avatar universe, and uh, Breath of the Wild is a cool setting for that to take place in, so I'll, I'll check it out.
2: Yeah, I think uh, Avatar lends itself to an open world video game very well. I mean, you have that yip yip uh, bison that you yep. can fast travel with. I mean, yeah, it'd be, and then the combat would certainly be kind of fun. And yeah, I think it'd be, I think it would be great.
1: Yeah, I really want them to uh, make more Legend of Korra era content because I'm, I like Korra best. But yeah, uh, you know, I'll take what I can get at this point.
2: Sure, absolutely. Yeah, there. I don't feel like much has been happening in the game industry. Like even video game podcasts, it's like all they want to talk about is uh, the next God of War or whatever. I'm just I don't really care. Yeah. Um, and as a matter of fact, we only have I only found two trailers that were worth talking about. I mean, like heck, there was even like Tokyo Game Show, and there was just like nothing. It was a big nothing burger. Um, but there is, uh, two things I found. And the first one is the Atari 50, the anniversary edition or anniversary celebration. And the only reason I want to talk about this is they're including Jaguar games on this, the Atari Jaguar.
1: Yeah. I, I don't know anything about, Jess has an Atari in a box, so we have one, but I've never played one in my life and I don't know anything about it.
2: So the Atari Jaguar was this like mythical system when I was in fifth grade. Cause it was it came around out around the same time you had like Sega thirty-two X, I think is what it was called, and Sega a little after Sega C D. But anyway, it was the first I want to say it was the first sixty-four bit game system. And the controller had like fifty buttons on it. I mean, it was just like this mythical thing that we saw in magazines. Nobody none of us knew anybody that had one. And so I I'd I'd never seen one in real life. Never even saw one in a store. It was just like this mythical thing. So to see the games, I've, I've I've actually never seen gameplay footage of a Jaguar game. So the trailer, I was like, oh my gosh, this is what Jaguar looked like, and it has not aged well. I'll tell you that. Anyway, it was just like kind of fascinating to see this like piece of history that I lived through, but was just something that you only heard about. It was like the Jedi. After Order sixty six, it was like this right. legend thing.
1: Yeah, so. no, I I don't know, I don't have that experience in my life, so this means very little to me. But yeah, maybe Jess will like it. She has an Atari.
2: I wonder what Jess if Jess remembers any Jaguar stuff. I'll ask her. Yeah, is Jess is Jess your age or are older than you?
1: She's uh, a year older than me.
2: Okay, well, says so she still might be a little bit young. You know, she was probably like real real early elementary school when it came out. So,
1: yeah.
2: Uh, Anyway, mythical. Some of you will remember. Um, The other trailer we have here is something that I've never even heard of, uh, but it's called Neon Blood.
1: Yeah, this was cool.
2: It was cool. Um, It's like they have Blade Runner. I don't know if it's directly tied to Blade Runner, but, I mean, they have like.
1: There was definitely a poster of Rick Deckard on the wall.
2: There definitely was, yeah. And you have the flying cars and the whole cities look like it um and it's like pixel art but also like the backgrounds are not pixel art
1: yeah you're like a pixel man in a three, 3d three world
2: yeah but just kind of very stylized and and if the music is really good and kind of draws you in it could be a fun experience i think so i'm i'm like interested i'll kind of keep my eye open for this
1: yeah uh, this looks cool this would this would be a good game to have on the switch
2: yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah for sure Um, alright, so that's it. I think that's all the video game stuff we have.
1: Yeah, that's it. So, y'all waited two months, and hopefully it was worth it.
2: (laughs) Hopefully so. Hopefully, Hopefully you like to hear two dumb dudes just hashing it out. Just, uh, just goofing.
1: Just talking about haggis.
2: Just talking about haggis. Welcome to the haggis extravaganza, folks.
1: The haggis extravaganza of my life. I miss my Scottish breakfasts, man. I miss it.
2: You ate the same breakfast every day, didn't you?
1: Yeah. I had bangers and mash, some haggis, a little potato scone, and a little triangle hash brown thing, and a little chunk of black pudding, and some scrambled eggs. and It was just so good.
0: A fine dwarvish breakfast.
1: Yeah. Everything in Scotland is like very heavy. The food is all very heavy and kind of salty, so I need to get running again because I was eating like a dwarf for a week.
2: (laughs) <laughs> nice alright folks well it's good to, good to talk with y'all um, in the future as you listen to this um, for the trailer blazers I'm Ben I have neon blood in my veins happy trailsers
1: and I'm Nick Kelly and I'm going to the outer worlds after this happy trailsers <laughs> My arrival. Hey, hey time. can y'all close that door? <laughs> y'all
0: close that door. <laughs> hey, you're chicken, daddy. hey, close that door before I, you catch a beating. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear me? I'm Megadon.